You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Yo, this is the Fantasy Best Friends Forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Alongside Frankie Stample, I am Greg Sussman. Frankie, what's going on, buddy? Greggy, here we are midweek on a hump day, getting ready for week 11. Talk about some most added, most dropped players, the most traded players, which we'll have to figure out what to do on Wednesdays moving forward soon because trade I feel like a lot of passing. trade deadlines are passing. Uh, I mean, I extend trade deadline in my league because it's a it's a keeper league. Things happen later on, so our trade deadline is November 29th, but I feel like a lot of people have either approached theirs or passed theirs, so uh, that, that'll be a discussion for off-air, Greg. Yes. Um, but how are you doing, bud? Okay, uh, I'm okay. Could be doing better. Yeah, if you got a little Josh Reynolds in your life. Yeah, Weavers went through. That wasn't. That was not. As, not go as well as. I mean, I hey, you got Josh Doxson. That's great. I may have to start Josh Doxson this week. <laughs> Dude, you don't want to hear my lineup that I have in my. Here's my home issue. Home league right so, now. So, so here's my issue. Little me. engine that could. My lineup this week is, is is porous to say the least. Well, do you have Adam Humphreys and Dante Moncrief in your lineup this week? No. <laughs> However, I do have... Look at the Panthers' defense. I didn't even realize that. That's good. I do have Josh Adams in my lineup this week as my RB2. Okay. And yeah, my, not great against the Saints. And my second flex is currently Jordan Reed. It'll either be Jordan Reed or his teammate, Josh Doxson. <laughs> that seems like an issue for the... Because my tight end, you know. The game-managing Alex Smith. You know who my tight end is. Uh, can you take me... Higher man. Correct. Nice. So my flex choice is either Jordan Reed, Josh Doxson, or my other player I just picked up. Get ready for it. Here we go. Oh, I thought you were about to do... I am. E-S-B. Oh, all right. Picked, Sneaky. Yeah, I picked him up as well. Equinimius. You know, why not? I, I thought... I, I, it's, <laughs> it's only it's a Thursday night. Not that it matters, but... Yeah. Um... No Randall, 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 no, no Randall Cobb. Yeah. You know, he's the number three receiver. You know he's locked in as number three receiver. He's no, number no. three receiver last week, too, though, Greg. It went very poorly last week <laughs> where he talked. Two passes for three yards. Uh, yeah, so you'll have to figure that out. Uh, waivers went through last night. Um, yeah, I got the Panthers' defense. I think one of, they're one of the better streams right now based on how uh, the Detroit Lions' offensive line is playing. I know the Panthers' defense hasn't been great this year. They're kind of like middle of the pack. They're not the Panthers' defense of old that we're kind of used to. Uh, and, you know, I was surprised to see their, their ownership percentage as high as it was because people still look at, uh, they still look at the Panthers defense like they're one of the better ones. But uh, Detroit Lions have allowed 16 sacks of Matthew Stafford over the past two weeks. So I'm excited about the Panthers. Everything else. Um, yeah, I have Dante Moncrief in my lineup. Uh, I could sub him out for Rashad Penny, who I picked up for seven bucks. Rashad Penny, seven dollars, yeah. you say? Yeah, and maybe we should start there, right? Based on yeah, this report that you were telling me downstairs. Yeah. So basically, when asked about Rashad Penny's workload this past weekend, Pete Carroll said, hey, well, Chris Carson's coming back Thursday. We don't have enough room to get all these guys carries. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. Great. Yeah, like, what does that even mean? Not helpful. The question that I have for Pete Carroll is, why would... Because even when Chris Carson was getting his workload, like Mike Davis was still kind of getting worked in as well. I don't think that Chris Carson is 100% healthy yet. I, I could definitely be wrong about that, but this is a hip injury that has hampered him for a while now. He's been injury prone the past two years. If Mike Davis was the RB2, why wouldn't Rashad Penny, your first round pick, who just came off a phenomenal it. game, nine it. yards per carry, why would he not supplant Mike Davis as the RB2 in the offense, right? Mm -hmm. That's my question to him. Now, we, I, we don't know how it's going to work out. Um, Chris Carson, I haven't done my running back rankings yet, but I, I assume Chris Carson will be a high-end flex option. And I'm going to rank Rashad Penny as the next Seahawks running back up. I don't, I don't know if that's smart or not, and I think it's kind of a, a wait-and-see approach. I think if you own Carson, you're probably going to end up starting him because you have six teams on a bye this week. And a lot of running backs, the Patriots running backs, uh, Kenyon Drake, obviously, I mean, he hasn't been great, but you were using him, Nick Chubb. Duke Johnson, all these guys on a bye. So 
you're likely using Chris Carson as a, as a high-end flex. And, you know, some people might be forced into using Rashad Penny. Whether or not that's smart, I think we'll, we're just going to have to wait and see. I, ideally, if you picked up Penny, I would kind of want to see what happens in this game first before I put him in my lineup. Okay. But enough. I think there's a chance that he's the RB2, and he's the guy getting those 8 to 10 touches. And the reason why I added him is for the reasons I mentioned yesterday. I still think that there's a chance that over the second half of the season, we kind of start to see the the passing of the torch. I mean, a, as great as Rashad Penny looked in this game, and I read you the stats yesterday uh, from, from Jared Smola about how over his last 34 carries, Rashad Penny, 6.2 yards per carry. So he's playing well. He's starting to get acclimated to the uh, to, to the... The speed of the NFL game. About time, uh, he, 10 weeks later. He's working himself into game shape as well. So uh, I'm, I'm taking the optimistic approach on Penny. I'm not, I wouldn't be mad at you if, you if you looked at it the other way either because I don't think anyone really knows. I'm currently going through, as you talk about Rashad Penny, yes. because I just told you my flex options. I'm going through all the players that were dropped in my league okay. and seeing if there's anything there that's interesting. I did the same thing today. <laughs> not much. Uh, Naheem Hines was dropped. Okay, yeah. you know. Yeah. He, he would um, fit the not... The not much category. Agreed. Quincy Nunwell was dropped. <laughs> uh, you could start. You could start him. Uh, he might get you the same amount of fantasy points as ESB this week. That would be zero. Hmm. Um, <laughs> hmm. Jamal Williams was dropped. Not great, Bob. Mike Williams was dropped. I actually dropped him in my home league as well. This is a disaster. In a keeper league too. I didn't want to do in it. A keeper but... league. Wow. I mean, based on the way that everything's playing out right now, not I mean, dynasty keeper. He's, he's not really a guy that I would consider keeping. He's yeah, not I mean, one he, of my two it, best players. In his last keeper. four games, he has three catches total. Yeah. In his last, hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six. In his last six games, he has seven catches total. Hmm. Yeah, Tyrell Williams is still uh, it still has that role as the wide receiver two on the team. He's playing more snaps. He's seeing more targets. And what? Clouds things for fantasy for fantasy owners outside of Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon is that that's exactly it. Their entire offense is funneled through those two players. I mean, even Austin Eckler has kind of been phased out here. Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen are just getting the jobs done, uh, their jobs done, and the defense is playing better. They're not getting into these shootout games. I'm, I'm sure that'll change whenever they play the Chiefs again and and these other teams. But in games right now, where you know. All right, they just score two or three touchdowns and then just sit on the ball and play good defense. It's a lot of Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen. There's just not a lot of opportunity to go around right now for the guys like Tyrell Williams and uh, and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler. It's just it's really just those two guys and Allen and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I don't blame them. I mean, they're the two best players. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's all about. Melvin Gordon, who scores in every single game, uh, all about Keenan Allen, who has just been dominating as I expected him to do the second half of the year. It's all been. What we kind of expected, what we know, we didn't. That was a, one of the major misses of the fantasy expert community, by the way. Was Mike Williams? It was a big miss by everybody. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's no doubting that. I was excited about him. Uh, I wasn't. I wasn't pulling him up all the way into like the sixth, seventh round. I know some people were doing that, getting really, really excited about the, his opportunity as the wide receiver two. Um, you know, because we've seen wide receiver twos on teams, you know, take big steps forward. Tyler Boyd, obviously, uh, Calvin Ridley's have a had a big uh, rookie impact this year. Also, Juju Smith-Schuster. So, you know, people were looking at Mike Williams like, okay, maybe he can have that type impact. So, I understand the thinking, the logic behind Mike Williams. But, yeah, undoubtedly, he's been one of the biggest misses. For sure. So, Frank, I mentioned some of the things in my league and how he missed out on Josh Reynolds, which would have been really nice on Monday Night Football. Oh, God, against Kansas City. But... Something happened to you yesterday in regards to talking about your waivers on the BFFs that I thought was interesting. Yeah, it, it, it was very interesting, right? So I wake up today, obviously Anthony Miller, Josh Reynolds are the crown jewels that uh, I, I was hoping I could get my hands on here. I mentioned yesterday uh, that I only had $13 of fab left in, uh, in my home league, right? Well, little did I know, somebody who plays in my home league was listening. Uh, that's, some, that's frustrating. Somebody who's, uh, someone who's, who's uh, we hold very close to our heart, Greg. Hmm. Or, or is used it, to is it. Is it BIP? No, it's not Bip. Is it your dad? No, it's it's us. It's like we both hold this person oh, close I, to I your heart. I hold Bip and your dad. I don't think that you hold my dad that close to your heart, Greg. No? No. Oh. What happened was there was a snake listening. A snake in the grass by the name of Michael Florio. Michael Florio, who listens to BFFs. And you know what? I, we appreciate your support, Mike. We appreciate your listenership, your viewership, whether you were watching or listening, whatever it might be. We appreciate it. What we don't appreciate is Mm-mm-mm. when you listen in, 
and you find out how much fab I have left, or you find out how much money I'm going to spend on a specific mm-hmm. player, because you're going to spend one more dollar than what I said I was going to spend on Anthony Miller. Now, I put out a poll, Greggy, asking people whether they think this was smart strategy from Michael Florio. I mean, I'm all for, hey, do whatever you got to do in fantasy football to win. Or was this a, was this a snake-in-the-grass move by Michael Florio? As of right now, 76% say good strategy. <laughs> no sympathy for your boy, Frank Sampson. No sympathy for your boy. <laughs> yep. Sorry. The worst part about it was that he texted me last night, and he said, I just listened to BFFs. I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna, I now know that I need to spend $14 on Anthony Miller. Winky face. And then he did it. It's kind of cold-blooded. Love it. Kind of cold-blooded. See, here's the... Mo- we were the Shield. And he is Dean Ambrose. Previously Seth Rollins. He's, he's turned his back on us. You know, it's really He's gone full heel. He's gone full rogue this, out there on the West Coast. This is a little bit different because in your league, Frank, you had $13 left total. Yeah, so, so I mean, he knew that I couldn't outbid that anyway. That's the most frustrating part. It wasn't yeah. like you threw out a number and mm-hmm. then he went, went over that number. Like, you couldn't bid a dollar yeah. more. Because yesterday, if I, I wonder, I mean, we can ask Mike. Maybe we'll get him on tomorrow, see what happens. I wonder if I would have said, hey, I'm spending $10 on Anthony Miller. Would he have gone 11 or would he still have gone 14 because he knows, all right, maybe Frank was lying, and I'm just going gonna, gonna to spend one more dollar than what he has left. I mean, if that's the case, whatever. That's on me. Like, I spent more fab than I should have to this point in the season. I can't be mad at anyone but myself. But if I, I, I wonder if he would have just spent one more dollar than what I would have said anyway. Because that would have been frustrating. Very much so. Then I could have just lied. He's been like, ah, oh, you know, I'm going to spend seven or eight bucks on Anthony Miller, and I'm not that excited. You don't want to lie to the people. Exactly. Maybe I need to start. When I know, when I, when I thought we had friends like Michael Florio. But Not actually, friends. We're actually don't. snakes in the grass. That's what they are. But 76% of the people that are, that are <laughs> listening and voting, uh, they thought what Florio did was a good strategy. And to be fair, I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> also, it, so in my league, do you remember I told you guys um, back when we were doing voting that in my league we created a, a new rule that if you're mathematically eliminated from the play, playoffs, you can't bid on players anymore. You can pick up players, but you can't bid on them. Remember we had this conversation a while back? That's a bad job. That's, that's bad. So. I don't agree with that. I agree that with once the playoffs start, if you have a consolation bracket, those playing in the consolation bracket can't pick up players. That's fine. Not allowing players who are mathematically eliminated to not pick up players. You can pick up players. You can't no, bid on players. That's not fair. Okay. So. Because you should be allowed to block somebody and, and you know, play... Uh, you know, if you, if you want to play the spoil the spoiler for someone else, you should 100% be allowed to do that. So technically, there's only one team eliminated from the playoffs in, my, in one of my home leagues. Okay. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... I'm mathematically eliminated. I'm defending you, I guess. <laughs> and I forgot about the rule. So I put a $4 bid in last night for Vance McDonald. Whatever. Ooh. I won. Oh, so it got reversed? So my buddy texted me this morning. He's like, what about the rule? I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Oops. Are you the commissioner? No. Okay. I used to be. Thank God I'm not anymore. And he's like, listen, job. as long as you play Kyle Rudolph instead of Vance McDonald, like, whatever, I don't care. I'm just pointing out that this rule is stupid. He goes, I don't agree with it. Like, you should be allowed to do whatever you want. I don't agree with it, but I'm just telling you, like, that's the rule. Mm-hmm. Like, You're absolutely right. I'll play Kyle Rudolph. I'm not trying to start anything, obviously. I'm already eliminated. Um, I'm not trying to do anything. So screw the league. I'll start Kyle Rudolph. That, that, that's fine. So somebody pointed that out in my group chat today. And hit the commissioner, and not in my opponent, the commissioner, this other guy just like screaming at each other via, of course, group message. God knows so how would screaming, would, like emojis, all caps no, no, involved? No, no, no. So how do you know they're screaming? No emojis. No okay. emojis. Eh, well, it, it, it's this. You really know that they're screaming? Oh, yeah. It's, it, <laughs> it, it's this. Um, Put these guys in a cage against each other. You can't arbitrarily eyeball the schedule. Okay, well, that's why this is dangerous. We don't even know who is eligible and who isn't. You realize that if you were the one in the sixth place, you would never have cared about this. Incorrect. I would care more if I were below, so on and so forth. That's how I'm reading it. <laughs> oh, gosh, Greg. Look what you've caused. So, here's where the commissioner went wrong. Like, fine, this person doesn't agree with the rule. Well, he got voted on. Like, he voted for it himself. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's a dumb rule. Wait, so the person who is arguing the rule now voted for it? Yes. Well, then you're an idiot. Right. 
So that should never be a rule. It passed. There is enough. There is evidently seven people that voted for this rule. Yeah, I have no sympathy for the guy complaining if he voted for the rule. Myself included. They they screwed up. Now the person, my opponent, for instance, that voted vehemently against me, thought it was a really dumb rule, and thinks it's dumb now. Mm -hmm. But our commissioner really screwed this one up, in my opinion. He listened to this guy bitch and bitch and bitch. And then went to my opponent. He's like, do you care if we just abolish this rule and, and Greg could start Vance McDonald this week? No. He should have just took Vance McDonald off your team. Well, he said, he said that's the rule. So he said he was going to do that. Hold on it again this offseason. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and change it midseason. And that's fine. Even if he would have held a vote today midseason, we didn't realize how this rule would affect it. Even if he held a vote today, it's better than just saying, you know what? You bitched and you bitched. I'm good. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't just give people their way because they're complaining. Correct. You can't do that. And he did. And now Vance McDonald's my starting tight end this week. All right. Well, congrats to you. I have Vance McDonald ranked higher than Kyle Rudolph. In so. this league, I wouldn't, have been <laughs> I wouldn't have been mathematically eliminated if it wasn't for Tyler Lockett's 29-yard catch on the last nonsense drive in garbage oh. time for the Seahawks. Is this the team where you drafted Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham and yeah. had terrible depth? Yeah. So There you go. I have to be the Folks, only, the that's only, a, the only that's team ever. That's an auction... Lesson learned right it is. there. Don't Antonio go Brown, Odell Beckham, and I had drafted by my quarterback, Pat Holmes. Greg, I think we should invite people in to call in, 844-843-6879. If you have a snake in the grass in your league, or if yeah. you have a friend who does stuff like this, yeah. or a story like this. Or a bitch. Or you have a, a bitch in your league. Or if you're the bitch in your league, let us know. 844. I want someone to call in and say, I'm the bitch in my league. I'd love that. 844-843-6879. <laughs> Are you a snake? Are you a bitch? Let us know. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. People do go to the extremes during fantasy football season to do whatever they can. Frank Stample, Greg Sussman, trying to get you on the line if you're a snake in your league, you have a snake in your league, if you're the bitch in your league, or, you know, you have a bitch in your league. We want to know all about it. So, there you go. Let us know at 844-843-6879. Any good responses in our YouTube chat, Frankie? Uh, not much. I could scroll higher right now, but... Higher, man? Higher, man. I could scroll up and see what happens, but as of now, I haven't seen anything that crazy. Well, let us know. 844-843-6879. Foreman was activated, are you? Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Activated or, or like he's just the 21-day... world update. Oh, the 21-day Activate window. Activate from public. Oh, so the 21-day window yeah, just started. Yeah, the 21-day window. Fine. That's fine. I, I dropped Deontay Foreman just now. <laughs> also, uh, Also an update here. Robert Griffin III could get the Week 11 start, and not something a lot of people have spoken about. Everyone obviously clamoring for Lamar Jackson, and look, we're excited about what Lamar Jackson could do with his legs, what his rushing production could bring for fantasy purposes. You know, we've seen a bunch of guys like this in the past. I mentioned Tim Tebow wasn't the most polished passer coming out of college, obviously, but was able to be fantasy viable because of his uh, his rushing production. Michael Vick, he was a different kind of breed because he... Obviously, he could run the football like no one else, but he could also throw the football down the field. So he was a little bit more further along uh, than Lamar Jackson is, obviously. We're excited about Lamar Jackson, but just coming out that Robert Griffin III could get the start, which, from an actual NFL Ravens perspective, probably makes more sense, Greg. Uh-oh. Sorry. I just saw this crazy tweet. Greg just gave me the O face. I just saw this like, oh, snap. crazy, crazy tweet. I show you this video. It's the most insane thing I've ever seen. I mean, is it, Not really is it anything that we're going to be able to talk about? No. Dead air. So this guy hit it. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're, so I saw a tweet. Like, you know, Grayson <laughs> Allen was dirty. Look at this. I was just scrolling looking for news after Frank tells me it was Deontay Foreman. And this dude literally hits a three. The defender is very, very late, comes to the corner, looks at the ref, make sure he wasn't looking, and literally just punches him in the face. <laughs> it was crazy, too. 
Uh, how about we, how about we get the ISO on Greggy and you just flip that around? I mean, people might be able to see that, Greg. Uh, all right, there you go. I don't want. I mean, it's worth seeing. I mean, you, all you got to do is see the guy get knocked all out, right. which you'll definitely be able just to check, see. Just check this out, Alex. There you go. Here he, he comes. Harry's a three. Damn. Boom. <laughs> He just gets stacked. We'll show it. We'll, we'll show it one more time. That's we'll a, show it looks at the ref. Boom! That's a page out of John Bradshaw Layfield's book right there. That is a clothesline from hell. If I've a, ever seen one. Jinx, you owe me a soda, dude. That's a. That's just a, a Nikki Bella punch in the yeah. face. Uh, we, I wasn't gonna go with Nikki Bella, but uh, JBL clothesline from hell. I mean, those were a little bit more ferocious. Let's go to the phone lines <laughs> and talk to you. Are you are you a snake? Are you a bitch? Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. David Pennsylvania, what are you, bud? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, man? Uh, not much. Hey, uh, I got the ultimate stake. There's no mean. way that this guy could be beat. All right, I got it. First off, it's a 12-person league, two quarterbacks. He's um, And there's, like I said, 12 teams. The guy made no limits on how many QBs you could roster. So everybody's screwed half their bye weeks because you only have two, and everybody right. rosters four quarterbacks. So halfway through the season, um, People started trading quarterbacks through the week and yep. then trading back. Oh, so like he that. makes that illegal halfway yep. through the season. Okay, that's cool. Whatever. I mean, I agree with it. Yeah. Then we had a guy stop playing completely. He just gave up. His team was horrible. So the commissioner took over his team. So now he's running two teams. Huh. He's using the waiver claims to claim quarterbacks. He claimed Fitzpatrick when he took over. Uh, to block everybody, and he's using them to trade to get players on the team. Then he, the most recent thing is he starts taking quarterbacks and trading them to the people like uh, Darnold when he got yeah. he claimed McConnell. Now he has RG3 and um, what's Lamar, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson, and he's trying to milk the people from the other teams to get so they have their starting quarterbacks. He's taking Jared Cook. He's taken Golden Tate. Um, he he is just completely running the, with two teams, using his waiver claims to snatch up these quarterbacks and then trade them to the people whose quarterbacks got hurt. He did it with Mullins too when Beathard got hurt. That is messed. That, that, that's that is a snake. That's, that is a slippery snake, man. That is terrible. I say, uh, I say, you and a bunch of your uh, league mates go to your uh, go to your commissioner's house and uh, I beat him up. Do something crazy, you know? Put him yeah. through a table or something. I mean, right. that, that is unheard of. That is wild. Oh, uh, he has a complete monopoly. He has four quarterback rosters right now, and he's working with the guy who has Mayfield and just got the count off of him last week. So now he's trying to get Lamar Jackson from him, hoping that he gets the start. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just had to call in because I've been calling him Snake for weeks now. And, I mean, when you guys brought it up, I, I couldn't resist the call. Yeah, man. So how does everyone else I in your love, league feel about love, it? Like, do you guys plan on leaving the league or, or are you playing this one out or what? Because that's, I mean, I wouldn't play it well, out. It's wild. You want icing on the cake. It's a, it's a company league and he's the boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So forget what I said about you beating You can't do anything about it. <laughs> There you go, right? Try to beat that snake story. Oh, man, that's a great one. I'll, Thanks, man. Unbelievable. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. Good story. 844. You got it, man. Love the, sh- love the show. Thank you, dude. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. 844-843-6879. Let's see if our buddy John in Houston can top that. What's up, John? Hey, how's it going, Frank and Greg? Going great, Johnny. What's up, Johnny? Hey, I think I'm the snake in my uh, <laughs> my league. I, well, what I've been doing is I've been uh, peeking at the schedules and looking at my opponents, and I try to sabotage their team by trading them players that are really good, but when they play me, they go on bye. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it, worked, it, it worked out so far. So my first trade of the year was Edelman. Yeah. I traded away Edelman. I, did, I got O.J. Howard. The, the week I played him, uh, he had uh, Melvin Gordon was on bye. And so – he was down two two running backs, so he had to uh, put in uh, backup running backs, and I won that that one. Then I traded. I I used the OJ Howard that I got, and I traded. I traded OJ Howard, and no, not OJ Howard. I'm sorry, Jordan Howard. I traded Jordan Howard and Kirk Cousins, which is my quarterback, to a guy who had uh, Drew Brees, and when I played him, he lost. So I've just been trading away players. I mean, I send them good trades, and they 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 accept it. So so far, I'm, I'm winning. Sounds I'm like five you, Frank. Five. 
I sent you a good trade. This is like yeah. some next level manipulation, and I love it. I've never heard of that before, right? So looking at the schedule, seeing when you play a person, I love it. Trading them a player who's on buy that week. It's great. That is like some next level yeah. manipulation. I love that. Yeah, and and then I traded Golden Tate away for OJ Howard also, and he went on buy, and then he didn't really do so well, and he went on two buys. So the the guy accepted <laughs> that as well, and I got OJ Howard and I got Zach Ertz as my tight ends, and so far I'm doing pretty good. And that's great. Maybe we should start to uh, incorporate that strategy. I know some of the higher stakes leagues we play in uh, don't allow trading. This is probably why, Greg. Probably so. <laughs> yeah, stuff like this. Yeah. By the so, way, I, 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 I forgot to mention. Uh, sorry, sorry for interrupting, but but didn't forget to mention Brian Schottenheimer said Rashad Penny is still struggling to pick up the offense. Yeah, he struggled. Uh, struggled all the way to 100 yards and a touchdown last week, Greg. Just saying. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah, there you go. We appreciate the call, Dave, uh, John. Thank you so much for for calling in. Uh, I want to get back to Keith in Chicago next. What's up, Keith? Hey, what's going on, guys? I don't know if I'm a bitch or a snake in my league, <laughs> yet, but I do have a, I, I do have a trade question for you guys, dude. If you don't know if you're the bitch, you're probably the bitch. <laughs> you know that's usually what happens, isn't it? I might be the bitch here in this trade if I make it. All How right, about that one. Let's find out. Um, okay, so I'm really strong at running back. I got um, Barkley, Mixon, and I got Connor with my fourth being McGuire. Uh, but my wide receivers all year long have been bitches for me, which is Robinson, Landry, Galladay, and Taquan Smith. So my my trade offer that's come over to me was trading me um, – uh, what the hell is his name for San Diego? Uh, the wide receiver. Keenan Allen. Allen. Keenan Allen for Mixon um, to possibly give me a stronger wide receiver with the po- – potential of McGuire maybe falling into that lead role for the Jets. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just have it in my belly that I'm just going to weaken one area to possibly strengthen another one. So I listen to you guys every day, and I'm like, okay, let me let me ask these guys what they think. Yeah, it's a, I think it's a fair trade, mixing for Keenan Allen. I think the better route to go down would be, in my opinion, if you trade away Mixon you are taking a big depth piece away from your team, obviously. So you'll have Barkley and Connor. You'll be fine. But if something were to happen to those guys, your next running back up is Elijah McGuire. So ideally what I would try to do is trade, mix in a way, uh, get the wide receiver you need, but also try and get a lesser running back in return just so that you still have that depth. And I don't know who else is on your bench, but I would try my best to make sure that I have um, either... Jalen Samuels or Wayne Gallman, just to make sure you have these handcuffs for your running backs. Problem is, um, Wayne Gallman. Will, see, it's funny because I've owned Wayne Gallman yeah. all year with Saquon, but if Saquon were to get hurt, Wayne Gallman would be terrible. That's I understand he's the guy, yeah, but he'd be very, very bad behind. Yeah, his I line. don't disagree with you, but he's a, he's the guy that would get the touches. He's like it. the next man up. I get so, it. Uh, and, and we don't really know so, what the, so who the have, backup is I for the Steelers. I do have Samuels as my. Uh, okay, I do have Samuels on my bench. All right. Um, and that makes and. Sense. Uh, I got lucky because I got Connor in the 14th round. So, um, and it's a non PPR. I, I just, I'm yeah. just waiting for one of these days for Robinson, Galladay, or or Landry to stop being bitches and and be players for me. Well, Robinson looks like he's trending in the right direction. I will say that he faces the Vikings this week, so there's a good chance that he's going to see Xavier Rhodes. Jarvis Landry hasn't been great. Marvin Jones is banged up. We'll talk to Dr. Ray about that tomorrow. But uh, when he left that game, we saw Kenny Galladay have a career high in 13 targets. So I feel like your wide receivers are trending in the right direction, but I do agree that you need a wide receiver one. You need some kind of help here. Um, In non-PPR, I will say knowing that the format I think that you could get more than Keenan Allen in return for Joe Mixon, Greg. Because in non-PPR, Joe Mixon has more value, and Keenan Allen doesn't score that many touchdowns. And touchdowns are king when it comes to non-PPR. Yeah, you know, the I don't I don't disagree with you. Joe Mixon, starting running back by himself, oh. nothing to worry about. I, I get it. In the non-PPR, the running back is just that much more valuable, for sure. Yeah, and if you start two would, running backs you, in a flex, you then you can flex Mixon Cook. every week. Would you try to squeeze Cooks out of him for Mixon if... If that's available, you so basically, do you like Brandon Cooks more than Keenan Allen? I would say that without Cooper Cup, they're on a similar, they're on that similar level. I would say they're both like borderline wide receiver ones. I, I value Brandon Cooks higher than Keenan Allen. It's very close. Cooper Cup, it's, it, it's, it's very, very, very close. close. I think Brandon Cooks is more likely to score touchdowns, more touchdowns the rest of the season. Probably so. Playing in that Rams offense, yeah, look, both offenses so. are great, but the Rams are more potent. Great. We'll say this: 
Brandon Cooks has a bye next week. Keenan Allen has already had his. That is true. So it depends if you're fighting for a playoff spot and you really, really need your win. Maybe you can't afford to trade for Brandon Cooks uh, if you really, really need the win. I will say, in points per game, Joe Mixon right now in non-PPR is RB10. Brandon Cooks is wide receiver 13 in points per game. And Keenan Allen is wide receiver 25. Mm. So think about it. You have the RB10 in points per game right now. I think Brandon Cooks is probably closer to what you want to get. Uh, but just to, see, just to put it in perspective of who's right around that wide receiver one area in points per game for wide receivers, it's Mike Evans, Emmanuel Sanders, Brandon Cooks, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is in that range. So uh, we're, I know we're projecting forward for Keenan Allen, but he, he hasn't scored that many touchdowns this year. and I don't know how many he's going to score the rest of the way. We want to know if you're a snake or you're a bitch. Let us know at 844-843-6879. And we'll find out right now what Will in Chicago is. What's up, Will? What's up, man? How's it going? It's going all right, man. What's happening? Good, good. I'm not a snake nor a bitch, but I did have a lineup question. Okay. <laughs> What's up? Uh, I need a wide receiver this week to replace uh, Cooper Cup. I got Cortland Sutton, Tyler Lockett, or Miller in Chicago. Your thoughts? We've been all we've been all about Anthony Miller. Cortland Sutton, number one what, wide receiver. What format in Denver. is this? This is a full point PPR. Sutton, Lockett, Miller. All right, so Sutton's going up against the Chargers. Uh, I think he's kind of. Out of it for me. I think it comes down between Tyler Lockett and Anthony Miller. Tyler Lockett's been touchdown dependent going up against the Packers as well. Is it wrong that I want to say Anthony Miller in the PPR, Greg? No. See, in the PPR, it's fair. It's yeah. A, it's uh, the okay. targets have been there. He's averaging six and a half targets per game over his last four. Uh, I think there's going to be some points scored back and forth here. Divisional matchup uh, against the Vikings. He plays the slot, so he's not going to see Xavier Rhodes. I think it's a very close question between Lockett and and Anthony Miller, but I'll take Anthony Miller in the PPR, Greg. I think so, too. I think the PPR will also go with Anthony Miller, but I think it's very close. I think it was a good question. Yeah, it definitely is, because Tyrell Lockett, yeah, he's scoring touchdowns, but the target share hasn't been massive. It's not like he's getting a ton of targets every single week. I think the Packers' secondary is is better than people realize in years past. Jair Alexander playing well, Josh Jackson. I, I think they're going to continue to get better. I just don't trust, uh, I just don't trust the, the Seahawks wide receivers all that much. I'll take Anthony Miller. 844-843-6879, Wes in California is up next. What's up, Wes? Wesley. Hey, guys. Um, I got a – my question is uh, – uh, oh, wait. First, no snake, uh, no bitch over here. So <laughs> Hi. Uh, my question is uh, uh, I'm planning for the uh, – Weeks 14, 15, 16, DST. Uh, my week 14 and 16 is locked up defensively. But uh, this past waiver wire, uh, the league has been stacking on defenses. And the only thing that I left, uh, that's left matchup-wise uh, for weeks, um, I mean, uh, weeks 14 and 15 is Detroit's uh, defense against Arizona week 14 and uh, Detroit's defense against Buffalo week 14. How do you feel about that matchup-wise? So Detroit, you're saying that they get the Cardinals and the Bills in weeks 14 and 15. And I think this is a more popular question than uh, years past, Greg. I have a lot of people asking me on Twitter, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what defenses can I stash for the playoffs? It's not something that normally I really think about, but uh, I understand why people are trying to get that done. Um, Look, the Lions defense hasn't been great by any means, but it's kind of hard to argue against those matchups. Those are the two best matchups for fantasy defenses this year. Uh, the Bills being number one and then the Cardinals being number two. So uh, unless there, unless there's another defense out there that has actually played better, which has similar matchups, I think the Detroit Lions are probably the best one out there. Right? No, the, 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 there, there's none. There's none. I've been fishing, and yeah. everybody's stacking up on, on two and three defenses right now. All right, yeah, so if the Detroit Lions are out there and you have a bench spot that you don't need and, and you know, other people in your league are already that forward-thinking, looking forward to the playoffs, I don't have a problem with it because – Again, the Lions defense hasn't played great, but against Arizona, Josh Rosen, uh, the offense hasn't been great by any means. And in Buffalo, you don't know who's going to be their starting quarterback. It could be Barkley. It could be Josh Allen. Um, they look great against the Jets, but everyone's looked great against the Jets recently. Yep. I think those are the two best matchups that you can find. I think so, too. Although, Buffalo over the next couple of weeks themselves have really good matchups, just for the record. I know uh, Buffalo is, like, horrible. Yep. But... Their defense is good. Their defense is good, and I believe they play the... 
Uh, you're gonna hold on to them throughout the bye if you're into stashing defense. Yeah, I don't want. Maybe you're right though. You're right. I'm looking at it right now. Week 12, 13, 14, Jacksonville at Miami, and then the Jets again in Week 14. Those are pretty damn good matches. Just pointing that out yeah. as well. I like that. I like that call. All right, so we'll take a break here. We want to know if you're the bitch of your league or you're the snake. Let us know when we come back at 844-843-6879. We'll also go over some trades, some ad drop stuff as well. Uh, four, tw- 20 minutes ago. Stick around. Fantasy Best Friends Forever. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Look at this guy! I don't like Billy Joel, but I know this song very well. Look at this guy! <laughs> Funny story about this, right? So my friend, my friend, uh, he had a girlfriend named Alexa, and they sure. broke up. So then we would just get hammered and just like sing this song together because we thought it was hilarious. Isn't this song actually about a storm? Right? Down east for Alexa, like nor'easter? Yes. Yeah. Da- oh, I, I think I, it actually is. I never knew that. It's Bav- it seems like a Bavona question. <laughs> Bavona. So yeah, his he broke up with his tornado it's of a girlfriend. It's more Alexa. about it's more about the the dying uh, fishing industry uh, out in Long Island. All right, so I was completely wrong. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it, that's not like necessarily storm, wrong. That's part the dying of dying fishing industry. industry. Eh, not really the same. Yeah. I was wrong. Did you know that I, Bill, I trust Bavona. Billy Joel hasn't come out with a new album in thirty years. Twenty-five years. He doesn't need to. It doesn't surprise me. Exactly. I know. I, I know that he doesn't need to. I'm Seems just, a little lazy, uh, Greg. I don't know. Lazy, we're calling it now. He just like it's, he, it's lazy. He basically here it says no one wants to hear my my new stuff. Well, I'm checking out new stuff for. And when he was you asked, reinvent yourself. You when know? he was asked and said, "Listen, well, Elton John has come out with new albums." He goes, "Well, Elton John come comes out with too many albums." I mean, that might be true, but hey, one album every five years. Nothing wrong with you want to hear. You don't like old Billy Joel. You want to hear new Billy Joel. All right. I see both sides of it. If I were a Billy Joel fan, I'd say, you know what? I, hey, hey, I want to see the, I want to hear the newer Billy Joel stuff. Let's, let's see what he has to offer. People I, reinvent. I, 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 disagree. I disagree. People reinvent themselves, and sometimes you are sometimes huge... the new stuff that you hear is even better. Yeah, rarely. But when you, I see the other side as well. I mean, when people you like the go to stuff. Metallica concerts, I like, I love their new music. Really? Yes, and a lot of people don't. But yeah, I'm. I don't know. Maybe call me a progressive fan. I mean, there are a lot of Metallica fans that are out there like. Oh, I'm not gonna listen to anything past the Black Album. I, yeah, uh, I'm yeah, only yeah, gonna yeah. listen to stuff written by Cliff Burton. Like, I'm not like that. Like, any, even the new stuff that comes out, like, I love it. And maybe that's just I'm such a Metallica fan that I'm blinded by it. And I'm well, just yeah, like, oh, well, whatever they put out, you're I'm definitely a Metallica like. Mark. Yeah, but I actually think it. Like, I'll tell you that there's some stuff that they put out that has not been good. Sure, like the Garage Inc. stuff was terrible in the mid '90s. That stuff was really bad. But um, some of their new stuff, like Death Magnetic, even even their most latest album, I liked it a lot. Okay. So there's our Metallica discussion. I and Billy Joel. didn't think it was gonna be that long. I was Music saying, industry. Dave Matthews band, like I like prefer all the old stuff. Like we're the DMB. You could just leave the new stuff out. We'll go to a DMB concert at the Garden in two weeks. Alright. How much DMB is too much DMB, Greg? You just went on a whole riff about Metallica, dude. I said one okay, sentence. But no, I'm saying you've seen them like thirty times. Give it a day, yeah. How many times have you seen Metallica? Not thirty. Not even ten. Really? No. It's like seven or eight. I think it's seven. You know, that's crazy. I think about the amount of money I've given Dave Matthews in my life. Wow. Mm. Sorry, man. Seems silly now when you put it that way. Look, we're best friends. We don't need to agree on everything. Uh, this is one thing that we will never agree on. Music? Partially that, but specifically Dave Matthews. That's not very nice. I don't like Dave Matthews. Why? You probably don't really like Metallica, so it's fine. I like Ender Sandman. Agree to disagree. Ender Sandman's an awesome song. Yeah. You know, See, like- I- I'm one of those fans where, like, if I never heard Enter Sandman again, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It's their most well-known song. Right, like, but like the Dave Matthews band. It's not even inside like my top 15 favorite Metallica songs. This is great to me. I, I'm into it. I'm ready to rock. Yeah, you think about, about Mariano running in. Oh. Yeah. All right, so that's that, right? And that's Metallica's most famous song. Now, what he, is Dave Matthews band most favorite song? You hear it every song. day. It is the outro to our show. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> 
Can we can we change that? Can the outro no, be like no 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 that's Metallica the, song? That's the outro. Fade to Black. Come on, that makes sense, Greg. Sure, Fade to Black's a good song, but like, so is do you know it? This one, Bavona. I do kind of like it just because it's the outro of our song. Yeah, it's good. But this is the one we're going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is the most famous one. Ah, uh, it doesn't. So there you go. I want to see if anyone's talking about music in the chat. I see this music discussion. <laughs> Greg Martinez. Dave Matthews sucks. You know what, Greg Martinez? You <laughs> suck. Head on over to DailyRotor.com, click on Go Premium, and check out what the Elite Package has to offer. Elite! Because you get betting tools. You get NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, and PGA Daily Fantasy. You get all of that, and you get the opportunity to print money because you're going to win. Thanks to DailyRotor.com. Frank and I both cashed last night, won I some money over on FanDuel. It's all thanks to DailyRotor.com. Use promo code FNTSY when you check out, and you can win money like Frank and I do. So that's pretty cool. That's right. Come join the fam and win money. A lot of Metallica comments in here. Metallica's new music is awesome. Metallica in all caps from Strong Style. Ride the Lightning from Lance Davis. What else we got here? Any DMV comments? Uh, no, only from Greg Martinez. Dave Matthews sucks. Mm-hmm. I like most Metallica. My favorite album is And Justice for All. Um, a mustard seed of DMB is too much. It's <laughs> not very nice. I'm enjoying it. Uh, Greg Martinez weighs in Master of Puppets. Dave Matthews still has a band? Question mark. I like when things go my way, Greg. Frank, speaking of things going your way. Yeah. Anthony Miller did not go my Would way. Would you like to reveal the, the schedule for tomorrow or should I do that today? Uh, you should probably reveal the schedule. Um, sometimes when you ask me and I'm looking down, I'm, I, I don't know what the schedule is off the top of my head. That's fine. Not my finest moment. Coming up next, <laughs> Fantasy Football Frenzy, Chris Ventura, Jim Day, and the fantasy executive, Corey Parson. Following that, Riddle Experts in the Morning, Fantasy Sports Today. If you missed it this morning and you don't download the podcast, you just listen to us live every day, you could hear the replay. From 2 to 4, it's Roto Experts and Fantasy Sports Today. Dane Martinez and the King, Scott Angle. At 4 p.m. Eastern, it's Game Time Decisions with Red Heat and Rage. Gabe Marenzi, Cam Stewart. They'll do that live from, from downstairs inside our control room. Uh, Gabe will be there be going nuts. At 6 p.m. during Red Heat and Rage, during Game Time Decisions, you'll get lineup Lock Live. They'll set you up a lot of games tonight uh, around the NBA. Gabe and Cam will lock you out in there. And at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight, it's Scout with Adam Ronis. Speaking of the NBA, they did get the Timberwolves on primetime tonight, but they've got to be kicking themselves for not getting the 76ers. I mean, there's no way of knowing this is going to happen, obviously. What is the... Uh, 76ers play at 7 p.m. tonight against the Magic. So the primetime game at 8 is the Timberwolves against the Pelicans, which is a fun game. Bad job bad job of the NBA, not getting Raptors Pistons on that. Dwayne Casey's return to Toronto. Yeah, that, that's a good one, too. A lot of good games tonight. Wow. A lot of storylines to follow in the NBA tonight. Ta, Big play, Wednesday are, are you playing tonight? Definitely. And then, yeah, you're back. You went two in a row. Now you're hot. Yeah. That was <laughs> That's it. how it works. Yeah. I also put in a, I, I started making a FanDuel football lineup to, last night, too. That seems early. A little bit early. Seems early. But it's like a preliminary, like, all right, I'm, I'm going to make this now, and then I'll kind of update it as the week goes along. I want to watch FanDuel, watch FanDuel I, hurry up before I do that. I have, uh, I have Carson Wentz as my quarterback. That's right. probably not going to change. Okay. Going up against the Saints in the Dome. Big fan of Carson Wentz this week. I like him a lot. All right, cool. Um, my number five quarterback. All right, so we're retaining your calls and your comments, of course. If you're the snake of your league or you're the bitch, one of the two of them. Um, we do want to let you know about some of the players that were dropped this week before we move on. And we, we talked, of course, about the players that were added. Um, Josh Reynolds, Rashad Penny, Anthony Miller. And, and you kind of inferred, Frank, like people are really asking more and more about defenses. And I think the Cardinals' defense up last week, you thought it was a really good idea. And now, from Monday to today... Basically, 50% of leagues have just added them all of a sudden. Yeah. It's not often you see the most added player in fantasy is a defense, but everyone's jumping on the Cardinals this week, and rightfully so. Uh, the Derek Carr-led Raiders offense has seemingly given up on the season. They're obviously in full tank mode. They're not scoring points. They're giving up a ton of sacks. The Cardinals' defense looked adequate last week. I mean, they didn't completely get blown out against the Chiefs. They actually covered in that game as 17-point dogs. So uh, the Cardinals' defense... Look, it's been a little bit hit or miss this year. I liked them the week that they were playing the Broncos on Thursday Night Football. That did not work out. I I don't really see a way that they don't work out this week. I think they'll be very popular in DFS as well. I originally had them in my preliminary FanDuel lineup, but um, I had to pivot off them because I needed the salary elsewhere. They, I think they're like the third or fourth most expensive defense this week, but I'm not surprised at all by their 42% jump in ownership this week, Greg. No, I'm not surprised either, and I'm, gonna, I'm telling you to do the same thing right now with the Bills. You know what I'm surprised about? The third most added defense this week 
and I've gotten a few questions about this as well, the Titans. While I know the Titans' defense has played well this year, they're facing the buzzsaw that is Andrew Luck and the Colts this week. So Four touchdowns seemingly every yeah. week. And, and, you know, I actually tweeted this out last night, too. Drink, uh, there's two worlds that are about to collide this week because the Titans haven't allowed a single touchdown to a tight end this year, and the Colts have scored a league-leading 16 touchdowns. 16 total touchdowns. That's including the rushing touchdown from Eric Ebron uh, from tight ends this year. So it's, you know, which immovable force will crack? Is it the Titans defense allowing a touchdown to a tight end? Or will no Colts tight ends get in the end zone this week? I, I tend to lean with the Colts, given the fact that they have three tight ends that they're throwing the ball to now in Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, and Mo Alley Cox. Mo Alley Cox. Which, Mo Alley Cox. M-O-C doesn't really work, out, but Mo Alley Cox. Mo, I like that. Um, and if you were listening and watching the Frenzy yesterday, they were they were chanting about Mo uh, Alley quick, Cox quick, and quick, Ha Ha Clinton quick, quick Dix. They were you chanting said, about you, Dix and you, Cox you, and all this you, stuff. You, you, said, you said M-O-C. Um, oh, Alley Cox. Yeah. M-A-C. A-C. The Mac, baby. Return of the Mac. Return of the Mac. There you go. Return of they, Mo they, Alley they, Cox. They have, two Ma- they have two Return of the Macs. Probably makes more sense. Then. There you go. <laughs> there, there you go. Um, players that were dropped. Finally, everyone let go of Le'Veon Bell. Understandably so. He's out for the year. <laughs> I don't know why, but in the league where I own him, I don't want to drop him. You probably should. I don't want to. He's not eligible to play. I still feel like he's going to play. <laughs> like, I know he's not going to, but I, I can't bring myself to do it. Also drop. I'm sure I'll drop him eventually. Also drop Carlos Hyde, which I did. Um, 7% drop. I saw Corey him. Clement and Wendell Small would both be dropping places. People are just, or with you now, Frank. It makes sense. Done with Philly. Uh, Devontae Parker, Hurt and on a bye. Mike Williams, we talked about. People are done with Traquan Smith. David Njoku is an interesting you know one. The Traquan Smith one is interesting to me, too, because he played the most snaps amongst wide receivers last week for the Saints. I know it was a blowout, so obviously they took Michael Thomas out of that game. But he's been on the field a lot, and this week... They're going up against the Eagles, who just lost Ronald Darby. We're already giving up a ton of fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Traquan Smith is going to be on the field. I know he's very boomer bust in that Ted Ginn role, but I'm kind of intrigued by Traquan Smith this week. And I know I haven't been the Traquan Smith guy at all because I felt like there was too much hype, but now I feel like it's going too far the other way, Greg. The pendulum has swung the other way, and look, you still want parts of the Saints' uh, offense for fantasy purposes, and I, I just if you're dropping Traquan Smith for like, Anthony Miller or uh, Josh Reynolds or Rashad Penny, okay, that's fine. I understand that. But in deeper leagues, I ho- I'd hold on to him, and I- I'll go as far as to say I think he's a sneaky DFS play, uh, DFS play this week against the banged-up Eagles defense in the Superdome. Yeah, okay, fine. I'm in. Raekwon Smith? It's better than Josh Doxson. Yeah, definitely. Better than, better than Josh Doxson. Yeah, David Njoku, I know that the upside is there, the, the physical... The potency there, like, he, like he's a physical freak. Like, you want to like David Njoku. You want to buy in. He's had a few big games this year. We know that he was one of these target share monsters early on in the season. But uh, ever since Freddie Kitchens and Greg Williams have taken over the Browns, they've really become a ground-and-pound, run-the-football. Like, that is their f- identity right now. That is their the identity of their offenses. We're going to ground-and-pound. Uh, when we need Baker to make plays, okay, maybe he'll throw a few touchdowns per game, but... We're not going to be a team that throws the football, you know, 30, 35-plus times per game. Uh, and David Njoku has seemingly been phased out of the offense in terms of targets as well. So I, I understand it. I, personally, I wouldn't want to drop him, but I understand if, you know, you want to pick up Jeff Hireman this week or even a Vance McDonald like you did, Greg, or even Jonu Smith who's on a touchdown streak. I think it makes sense with David Njoku on a bye. Okay, fair enough. 844-843-6879. We're going to take your calls if you're a snake or you're a bitch over the next few minutes as we wrap up because we say goodbye on YouTube now. As I mentioned, the Fantasy Football Frenzy with Chris Ventura, Corey Parson, and Jim Day comes your way next. If you're listening to the podcast, subscribe, rate us five stars, leave a comment. Frank really appreciates it. And if you're listening live on the radio, we go another four and a half minutes. Let's go back to the phone lines now and find out if you're a snake or you're a Bitch. Let's go out to Adrian in Canada. What's up, Adrian? Hey, Greg. Hey, Frank. How's it going? It's going all right, man. What's um, uh, not much. I'm definitely not the snake or a bitch, but I have some roster questions for this week. Um, we'll start at running back. I have Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, and the other running back that I have is Aaron Jones. And I'm kind of stressed out about Aaron Jones and Fournette. What would you guys go with over there? Yeah, and I understand why this is such a tough call because 
The Pittsburgh Steelers have been one of the best teams against yes, running backs have. all season long. And while Leonard Fournette got 29 touches last week, I love his usage in the passing game. He was targeted five times, caught all five of those. His efficiency was terrible. He was under three yards per carry. Uh, did not look that great in that regard. But we know that he's going to get every single carry down near the goal line. So I understand why it's a question. It's, it's a better matchup against the Seahawks. Still not a great matchup. The Seahawks are more of a middle-of-the-pack defense against the uh, against the run this year. I'm going to lean Leonard Fournette, Greg, just because I think he's safer to get, you know, 20-plus touches in this game. But I understand why it's a question. I think it's very, very close. Yeah, it's, it's tough because that Pittsburgh defense... Right is really, really good. And they've really come on as the season has gone along. It makes it... Yeah, even against the pass, like, their defense is back. Their, the 100%. Steelers defense is back. 100%. They've gotten healthy. They've looked better. It's hard. So the Steelers allow the third fewest fantasy okay. points. Uh, the Seahawks are actually in the bottom half of teams allowing fantasy points to running backs as well. Uh, Todd Gurley went I- off last week, but he's Todd Gurley. Um, but... I'm I'm going to leave with Leonard Fournette just because the workload is a little bit safer. Anytime they get down into the goal line, you know that they're giving it to him. Uh, but it's a close question. I like Aaron Jones a lot this week as well. I like Aaron Jones as well. well I can't make the move though. Um, You're going to leave Fournette in. I have to leave Fournette yep. in. I agree. Yeah. All right. My 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 second question yeah. is I'm playing. I'm the top guy in my division, but I'm playing the other guy that's top in his division, and he has Adam Thielen. I have Stefan Diggs, but I ended up picking up Corey Davis this morning. I'm just wondering, Corey Davis or Diggs? Oh, man, and we're going to talk to uh, we're going to talk to Doctor A about injuries Diggs, tomorrow yeah. about Stefan Diggs to make sure he's 100 healthy. But anytime he's out there, I know he's been a little bit boomer bust this year. There's been a few games where he'll give you a ton of receptions, not a lot of yards. But Stefan Diggs has that big upside as well. So if he plays, if he's healthy to go. I'm going to use him over Corey Davis. I know Corey Davis coming off the big game. But Two big games, man. Target-wise. Target-wise, yeah, but the targets have been there all year for Corey Davis, Greg. We don't we don't get fantasy points for targets. No, but maybe the offense is just opening up a little bit. It, no, the I, offense I, I is think getting it's better, close. and it's moving in the right direction. I'll take Stefan Diggs. Okay. Probably take, take Stefan Diggs as well. <laughs> but So you were doing the devil's advocate thing. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. You have anyone else? No, I think we're done on the phones today. All right. It was fun. Fun, fun day of phone calls. I ain't no snake or no bitch. Love that answer. Corey's sitting here. Are you, are you a snake or a bitch in your fantasy leagues? He has more snake. but more not, he, snake. Didn't, he didn't rule out bitch. But yeah, he didn't rule it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not Kevin <laughs> uh, NBA, we got a good, uh, good NBA tonight. Kevin, how did Draymond Green be suspended? That was really interesting. Yeah, right. I mean, they don't. They probably were going to rest him anyway, right? So they Agreed. use this as an excuse. But I, I but to say they suspended him, they took a paycheck from, the from him. Yeah, but I mean, look, they were facing the Atlanta Hawks. But so do you? Th- let me ask you this, right? Do you think them like siding with Durant over Draymond Green kind of thing? Do you think they suspended him because he didn't pass the ball to Durant? It's like, is that the real reason they just suspended him? Like, dude, what? Why didn't no, you I think the they ball? were just trying to send a message. Of what? You can't call Kevin Durant out, which is the truth. He is bolting after this year. Yeah, but why do you do that in the middle of the game in a huddle? That doesn't make any Draymond sense. Because Draymond Green does. Nah. You know this. I mean, is the save game. it for after the game. Why are you going to do that mid game? It makes no sense. You you know this is Draymond Green. It's always been Draymond Green. You extended Draymond Green, knowing this is the guy you have. Oh look, look. I'm sure they're they're still perfectly fine with Draymond Green. They don't. You don't dislike the fact that they he just suspended him for a comment. No, but it's like PR, you know, like let's do the right thing. Kind of like, look, why is this the right thing? Look, he's the they one that's going to be there at the end of the day. It's going to be him and Curry. Durant and Clay Thompson are gone. Frenzy's up next for Frank Stample and Greg Sussman. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We, we hope. hope.